It's time now for our visit with Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Here's the voice of the Bears with Coach Jobson. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday afternoon. Baylor soccer with that brick house defense. Uh, coming off a 2-2 double overtime draw with Oregon on Sunday night. Pleased to be joined by Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Paul, how you doing today? Doing great, J-Mo. Appreciate the, uh, the great lead-in there. It's always a good reminder of what we're doing. <laughs> I, uh, I started to change that today, and I thought, no, I'm not changing that. <laughs> no, we got a good thing going, J-Mo. we got to keep that, I know. keep that moving in the right direction. I know. I'm riding with that one for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I told you this Monday morning, uh, it was a 2-2 draw with Oregon, but it, but it felt like a win, the way y'all came from behind and tied it literally in the last seconds of regulation. How did you feel coming out of that match with Oregon on Sunday night? You know, it's crazy. We're, we're walking off the field, and we're, you know, we just realized you know, we'd come back from a 2-0 deficit, and we're excited because we had scored two goals literally in the last couple of minutes of regulation to, to get us into overtime against a really good Oregon team. Um, and it felt like a win. And I think when you sit back and look and go, okay, how did we get ourselves in a two, two, no, two nothing deficit? Mm -hmm. That's when the reality sets in a little bit. So there was a, some highs and some lows there through the processing of that. But at the end of the day, a team that will battle uh, down to the wire uh, is a team I'll take any day. Yeah. Well, down to the wire uh, is, is kind of putting it – mildly you used every second you had in regulation to tie that up didn't you we did I mean you just kind of run down the craziness of it we're down two to nothing in the 81st minute they get a yellow card mm. same kid in the 82nd minute gets a second yellow card which is a red card so they're down a player the 82nd minute we score a goal the 89th minute which we only play 90 we score mm -hmm. a second goal so in the last 10 minutes of the match you know, game goes from 2-0 to 2-2, and it was just absolutely crazy uh, the amount of emotion that went into that with everybody on the field. And Oregon was, was still down a player through the two overtime periods, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. once you go down, you're, you're down the remainder of the match. So they, we played with numbers up, had really some great opportunities to, to, to win the game in overtime, and their goalkeeper played out of her mind. She made some just fantastic saves just throughout the entire match, but especially in those overtime periods. Explain to folks who haven't seen it, haven't seen the highlights or weren't there on Sunday, uh, explain that last goal, kind of a ricochet back and, and the kick that tied it up. Yeah, we were awarded a penalty kick in the, the final seconds, literally the final seconds. Um, a foul inside the 18-yard the box, which is a direct free kick from 12 yards from the from the goal. It's just the player versus the, the kicker versus the goalkeeper. And um, in that moment, our player steps up, goalkeeper makes a great save. The ball rebounds back into play, and our kicker, who was Chloe Yopic, rebounded her own shot off the goalkeeper and placed it back into the goal. So uh, pretty amazing that she kept her head and didn't, you know, wasn't dejected that she had just missed, stayed engaged in the, in the play, followed up her rebound, and, and tucked it back away to, to give us that, literally in the final second, um, the ability to, to extend that game into overtime and eventually get a point out of the, out of the match. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's what struck me was Chloe, how she stayed with it. You know, it would have been easy to, oh, you know, just had it blocked, drop your shoulders, game's over. But, man, she stayed with it and knocked it home. Yeah, she did. And that's just a testament to who she who she is as a player. And that's how she approaches, you know, anything and everything. And um, But that's a, 
we forget that she's she's a sophomore. You know, she was here last year during COVID and played a limited amount of games, but plays like a veteran. And that was just another another piece of it that proves that she she does that. She plays like a veteran. All right, uh, teach me this, oh wise one. Uh, teach me the ways of soccer. Um, I got this from Jerry Hill, who is a wise Uh-oh. one himself. Okay. So Jerry says that a goal, if it's like final seconds like that, the goal has to cross the line and be in the goal before time expires, not necessarily, you know, the kick has to be completed. Like in basketball, if it's balls out of your hands, then the, the buzzer can sound and the shot's still going to be good. But it's different in soccer. Is that right? Correct. Our wise one is correct. There you that. go. The All ball right. has to cross the line uh, before the buzzer. Uh, for it to count, unlike basketball, like you said, where it can be out of their hands. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that all that had to happen. That penalty kick was taken with two seconds on the clock, and all, <clears throat> all of that came through in those two seconds. It was pretty, wow. pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, that really creates some issue, uh, some interesting uh, timing issues, doesn't it? I mean, down to the, you know, milliseconds. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, uh, I think, you know, walking off the field I know that they were upset about it but it was you know you go back and look at it it's really really close but you know in 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 the nature of sport you have games that go your way like that and some that don't I mean I look back a couple years ago we had playing against an opponent we realized had 12 players on the field when they scored a goal and Mm. it ended up counting so sometimes they go your way sometimes they don't and this one went ours so we are really happy about that Paul Jobson, our guest, Baylor soccer coach, uh, continue playing at home. You got two home matches this week: Thursday against Stephen F. Austin and Sunday against uh, San Francisco. Uh, nice to continue the uh, stretch of home games, isn't it? Yeah, it's great to be home. It's it's really a great way to kind of finish up our non-conference slate here at, at Betty Lou before we hit the road and, and start Big Twelve play the following week. Yeah, and that's that's a week away, right? Start a Big Twelve play next Thursday. Yeah, we, next next week is crazy. That's we're already after this weekend. We'll be halfway through our regular season already. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, Jamie. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks. That is Paul Jobson, Baylor soccer coach, and uh, they are in action twice at home this week. Thursday night, seven o'clock, on the banks of the Brazos at Betty Lou Mays Field, hosting Stephen F. Austin. Uh, the match will be broadcast on Big Twelve Now on ESPN Plus. And then Sunday at noon, they host San Francisco. I think I think that may be a time change. I think it was 1 o'clock, but now it's noon on Sunday, maybe in deference to uh, San Francisco travel. But that is uh, the match time Sunday at noon, again at home against San Francisco for Baylor soccer. And then they open Big 12 play next Thursday uh, on the road. I think it's Oklahoma State uh, is where they open uh, a week from this Thursday.